Yeah, Jeff's not here, so Alex and I are just talking about random nonsense, filling the time. Yeah. He might show up, he might not. This may go out, it may not, but we're just chilling. <laughs> we're just talking about shit. We're talking about Marlon Brando on the set of Mutiny on the Bounty, just being a wild man, just like eating. <laughs> he would row out. I was telling Alex this story about how he would row out in the middle of the night by himself to the middle of this lake and eat like a three gallon tub of ice cream just by himself. Such a weird guy. Nobody'd ever been that famous before, I don't think. Yeah, I feel like he was maybe <laughs> one of like the first, I don't want to say divas, right? But he's like. Oh. He was a massive diva. Yeah, like you would just if he he would throw <laughs> massive tantrums and like if people would like say what he was doing in in truth like in the newspapers or whatever, he would try to get all litigious on them like he turned into a massive diva in the span of like from the early 50s to the early 60s. Yeah, just an interesting guy. I mean when he when he like applied or was drafted, excuse me. Um, either for the Korean War or the Vietnam War, I don't know which one. He like answered the questionnaire by saying his race was human and that his color was seasonal oyster, white to beige. <laughs> what? Yeah. What the fuck? Dude. I mean, I like the answer race human. Yeah. I, I identify with that. Um, just an, <laughs> but, like, I don't, that's what I mean I don't though. Know what all that other stuff it's is. like we, th- we think of sometimes, I feel like we think of these 1940s and 50s movie stars as like, through and through thick and thin all american boys and some of them for the most part were you know you look at people like john wayne but marlon brando was like this bohemian just like precursor to what the hippie movement basically would be i guess he would play like bongos and shit like that like naked and yeah he's just i don't know i i feel like if i was a director i uh, my palms would be sweaty every time I'd walk up to his trailer. Like, how oh, shit. Oh, my God. No, it, well, you wouldn't even have a trailer. You'd have, like, a house that he'd make them rent out at great expense some, like, for, like, two days. Assembled from, yes. like, Moroccan silk or some shit. But they're filming <laughs> yeah. in, like, Texas. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, and then, um, yeah, I don't know, man. And then he would have these massive parties that would have to be on the studio's dime. <laughs> He take over the direction of the film. Like we were talking about mutiny on the bounty here. Like the director was there in name only. I think one director, the first one, just got so fed up with dealing with Brando that he just left. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm done. This is not my movie anymore." That's insane. And then they got, I, f- I forget who they got in the next, but and he was just like, "Whatever." I guess he just like fell asleep on set because Marlon Brando would just do everything. Imagine he's that. too big a star. Imagine like putting your heart and soul into like research and compiling a staff and crew for a movie being the director. I mean, just imagine if it was your baby, like if you wrote and directed the film, right. And then you just quit and you give it off to some hotshot actor. Cause he's just that hard to deal with. It would be like Quentin Tarantino just being like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. Bruce Willis, you can direct Pulp Fiction. 
I quit. Oh, God. <laughs> Bruce Willis. Man, Bruce Willis is another interesting conversation. You're like, what are you doing? Why are you still in movies? He clearly doesn't give a shit at all. Yeah. It's like it's like the laziest actor I might I may have ever ever seen these days. Did you see Looper? That was one of the last ones that he tried in. That's right? a good movie. That's when I gave up. Oh, I loved that movie. I thought that movie was cool. But that's when I gave up on Bruce Willis. Like after that, I was like, "Okay, you're done for me." Like that was great. And I hope you make movies like that in the future, but he didn't. I think, that I think was, they yeah. made like another Die Hard or something after that. And oh. I was like, uh. They made a couple. I didn't see them. I know the reputation. They're just continually downward spirals. Yeah. It's like John McClane started out as a pretty like normal guy. And that was kind of the interesting part about him. You know, he just wanted yeah. to get home for Christmas and he's like, I don't know. He's like, there's nothing really outlandish about what he did in the first movie. But by the time you get to the fifth movie, he's like throwing fucking jets at people. You know, like he's being yeah. a Superman. There's no character of John McClane anymore. It's just Bruce Willis playing action hero, man. Dude, that's, yeah. I mean, that's a really good, in, like, allegory or like analogous connection to what i feel like is happening with audiences nowadays i might have stolen that joke from red letter media by the way i'm just gonna say that him throwing jets (laughs) at people i'm just gonna put Uh, an asterisk there (laughs) (laughs) i might have i can't remember but that's what i mean it's like the boundaries of storytelling and the actual like integrity of the storytelling is falling to the wayside because people just want to see the heroes that they love and know throw nostalgia bombs all over the screen mm-hmm. and do everything do everything but what if what if john mcclain was in the avengers and what if he did this and what if he did that and it's like i don't know not every not every story needs to be so bombastic and humongous right like mm. if we did get bruce willis into the avengers though who would he play I mean, do you know comics enough to like I mean, say characters? Because I, I don't know. I read like the X Men when I was Parker, a kid. He'd be Peter sure. Parker. Yeah. No, Just we put up. We throw decided, on some glasses on him. We decided on Wiener Dog Joe, the last episode of Wiener Dog Joe, that I think that's gonna go to Christopher Walken actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's gonna take okay. over as Spider Man. You know, I'd love to see Crispin Glover make kind of a comeback oh, into the God. Hollywood sphere. When was the what was the last thing he was in? The last thing I saw him in was Charlie's Angels. I can't even remember what he looks like. I just know his name because I know movies exist. He's George McFly, Marty's dad in Back to the Future. Oh, okay. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. That tells me. Yeah, I don't know. He must be real old. Yeah, he's up there now. Born uh, born 1964, so he's like 65. That's totally in acting age. This looks looks like he's still in movies. Uh, Dude, he's an interesting guy, but I did see a... A movie that he did, uh, Crime and Punishment. Um, Ooh, based on uh, Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky, yeah. yeah. It was Real gnarly. weirdos, we have English degrees. <laughs> yeah. We don't lean into that very much, but <laughs> I don't know we how. Don't. <laughs> we have a book report, but it's not a book report at all. It's just two of us talking. This will be the, the strangest episode ever, which is a directionless book report. I like it. I don't think it's so anything. Far. It'll just be called Alex and Jesse Ramble for however many minutes. <laughs> Mooney on movies, right? Mooney on movies. Yeah. Um, I still, dude, I have, I have some new movies I really need to see. 
French Dispatch. I still have not gotten to that yet. Oh, I need to see that as well. Yeah. I need to see the new Macbeth. We're going to do the Macbeth if um if we can get recordings going. <laughs> Somehow really hard to get recordings going these days. Either it gets canceled or people don't show up. I don't know what's going on. Something in the water over in Real Weirdosburg. I, I thought that it was... Uh, we were humming along there for a while and my schedule was insane. And it was fine. And now that... I mean, I'm moving and everything, but... It's it's hitting some traction, some friction for yeah. sure. <laughs> well, I'm here. I'm ready to record every day, any day and every day. <laughs> Hashtag go check out the uh, Jamo Ryzen channel for my um, solo reviews. That's a really long hashtag. Maybe don't hashtag that. You could probably <laughs> condense that a little bit. But the spirit of the message is there. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to Brando, though, I just looked this up. He okay. had 11 children. <laughs> How many wives? Three. Three. Married one in 1957, divorced 59. Married again in 1960, annulled in 1968. That one he just probably went out for cigarettes and never came back. Man, I can't uh, I can't imagine having one kid. I mean, it's just 11. So many fucking children. <laughs> it's like a litter. Oh, he's had five Jesus. partners, excuse me. Yeah. Three married, two t- oh. two partners. But I'm sure he was banging away on all those oh, movie yeah. sets. Oh, yeah. All the girls going out for the craft services, just everyone. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, in his defense, like, we cannot even begin to comprehend what it would be like to be Marlon Brando in the early oh, 60s. My God. Dude, I so I've been watching a lot of movies from this era, and every time you go into the trivia for any of them, it's like Marlon Brando was considered for this role. And you're like, no, he was not considered for every single movie. You guys all just wanted him. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was probably the question from every studio. So you want to make a movie. Who do you want to put in the leading role besides Marlon Brando? Besides, yeah. <laughs> Let's get some other choices going. Uh, Paul Newman? Okay, let's give him a chance. Cool hand, Luke. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah, Newman's great. Yeah, I feel like Marlon Brando... I don't know, who's who do you think is like the correlation to him to, to, in today's world? I don't know if there is one, because you can't get away with being that anymore. Like, you just can't. I, I mean... <sighs> Miles Teller seems like he's a gigantic asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like a Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is his own like breed of weird though with the whole Scientology thing. Yeah. I think that's like a, that's a totally different direction, but just as weird. He doesn't seem like he's like that kind of asshole. He's like probably a different kind of asshole. I don't know. He seems like he's generally like a nice person on set though. I I have no idea. Definitely not Keanu Reeves. We all like Keanu (laughs) Reeves a lot. He's cool. Yeah, Keanu's fucking amazing. Keanu's red. I dude, I just saw Johnny Mnemonic for the first time. So yeah, I'd let's talk about that. <laughs> I'd never seen it. Let me go pee real quick, and then we'll talk about it. Whoa! All right, Jesus Christ, you here? I am. All right, you never have to go pee, man. It's always me. It's always me. I've been doing this fasting thing. It's like I go from sixteen hours off, eight hours on eating to like and then oh, i'll do 18 yeah. six 
yeah. alternate days. So I'm like slamming water. Because when awesome. you're in that ketosis stage, it's like smart to hydrate, and I'm just thirsty. I'm just fucking thirsty, like all the time. So I gotta pee. Uh, but yeah, dude, fucking Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, it's some of the worst acting I've ever seen. Keanu is so bad. Keanu Reeves is not a good actor. But that doesn't mean that I don't love him or the movies he's in. But I'm going to say it. And I don't think it's that controversial of a statement. But I just don't want people to get too meme about him where it affects their view of critical analysis of what acting and performances are. He is not a good actor. Watch any of those movies from that time period and you see a massively struggling, struggling person yeah. in a craft that is so delicate to error that it's just, I mean, Dracula, that accent is Dracula, fucking atrocious. He's, he's bad in Dracula. <laughs> We've talked about that before. That's pretty well known. Johnny Mnemonic. I feel like he's better now. Like he works really well as John Wick. Is is oh, essentially he's what I mean. As John Wick. He's he was a, good as Neo in the good first. Good as Neo one. in the first one. Uh, we will. Um, not, I liked Constantine. I thought he was great in Constantine. Dredge up the fucking resurrections again. Nobody's good in that, especially the director. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I don't remember Constantine. Constantine. I keep hovering over it, and I'm like, I'll probably just watch it and do a little review of it. It's a, basically a mix of of John Wick and Neo. Yeah. Play the Keanu Reeves character. Yeah. And then, you know, in the early 90s, you had... Uh, what is that movie with Al Pacino and Shirley's Theron? Uh, the Devil's Scent Advocate. Scent of a Woman? Devil's Advocate. Yes. And that movie, he's he plays like a southern lawyer that comes to New York, and his accent is so bad. He, he took on a lot of accents because I think for a while in the movie industry, especially in the 90s, like that was the thing. That was the thing that they thought made you a good actor if you could do an accent. To put on accents. And it made it made for some of the worst hacking of mostly UK accents that I've ever right. heard. Like Tom, Tom Cruise doing an Irish accent. He sounds like a just straight up like a leprechaun in the Lucky Charms Which, commercial. What, what movie was that? Um... When did Tom Cruise play an Irishman? I must know. I know Daniel Day-Lewis did, but he's great. Tom Far and away. Far and away. I don't even know what that is. Joseph and his landlord's daughter, Shannon, travel from Ireland to America in hopes of claiming free land in Oklahoma. Directed by Ron Howard, May 22nd, 1992. Ron Howard. Far and away, the same year he did Few Good Men. Classic Jack Nicholson performance. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, Johnny Mnemonic. I don't know, man. It was creative. I enjoyed. I enjoyed elements of it. Uh, I think it's a movie that you probably had to see and be a fan of at that time. Yeah. In order to, uh, in order for it to function. Exactly. You know? Yeah, I feel like like. Are you a fan of Johnny Mnemonic? No. No, because okay. I Did saw you see it later. It when you were a kid, life. though, okay, no. that's yeah, that's to my point. Because I could totally see that being the type of movie that you love, 
that's just not very good. Like, and I'm going to have this question for you guys about The Crow because there are elements of that movie that are suspect to me. But I have a complete inability to look at that movie in like an objective way. The Crow. At all. Yeah, The Crow. Because yeah. I've loved it since I was like 14. Yes. And so even like moments that are probably like, I, I have no idea how to look at it <laughs> objectively, I guess, is the point. It's funny because I hadn't seen the I haven't seen the crow in forever and it was I like so much about it. Um yeah. But careful, we are going to do an episode, so don't spoil yeah, too much. Yeah. But I get exactly what you're saying. And it's the same way that I feel with movies like The Rock or like Gone in 60 Seconds. Mm. Or I mean even yeah. even I'll throw it out there, Independence Day. Yeah, you do like Independence Day. It's just impervious to criticism for me. It's There's like two parts of the brain that watch movies, right? <laughs> there's the critical analysis one and the one that's just like like a mouth just eating a bag of candy, right? And <laughs> yes. sometimes they coalesce with each other. And that's what where the great movies are. That's like the top tens, the top fives, mm. you know? Like but Indiana Jones incarnate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every once exactly. in a while, though, there's the movies that are just like I'm just shoveling it into my mouth, and I don't care what it's what the ingredients are. Yeah. So I can see that with Johnny Mnemonic. I can see that with with movies like The Crow and with all of these cult kind of like '90s movies that were like maybe I I don't know. It's hard to explain. They do operate in this weird little sphere, especially those those early '90s one where you have where you have like the advent of CGI. So you have this really strange use of CGI and just like weirdo characters in this like pseudo punk atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I, like I, grunge I, cyberpunk. Yeah. What else falls into this? I guess Blade, like Blade, Blade would fall definitely. into this. A lot of these are based on comic books so, as well or have a comic book aesthetic. There's Blade. There's the crow. There's, um, fuck. I'm thinking of, I can like feel the aesthetic. Uh, hackers. Is one that I would throw in there. I have not seen Hackers. Oh, really? It it definitely has that. I know the reputation. I've seen scenes. It's more strict cyberpunk, but it's still, it's still part of this like almost grunge goth world that, a lot of times involved, music not just as like a soundtrack, but always as like a component of the actual storyline or the subculture that they're living in like do you remember the batman movie where he goes and they're like throwing like a rave or like a concert and he like has to fight all of them off which one oh, was it it's, which uh who was playing batman um i believe was that a it michael was, keaton one no actually i think it was val kilmer this is the val kilmer one i haven't seen that in quite some time very very long time that's another guy though that i don't know uh, did you see that val documentary no, but I did recommend it to you, but I watched the trailer and like something about it is just, I don't know. It was just tugging at my heartstrings a little too much. And then you told I mean, me you I watched had, it and it was like, yeah, I watched it. I recommended it on the podcast a million episodes ago. Uh, but yeah, man, he was like poised to take over the world. He could have been like, I think he was somebody who was operating in that Brando space for a very short period of time. Where everyone yeah. wanted him to be in there, but then his ego just got out of control. Hilariously, he was in a movie with Brando. It was a gigantic disaster called um, Island of Dr. Murrow. Huh. 
Hilariously, yes. from the director of Birdman of Alcatraz, which you had me watch. Oh, yeah. John Frankenheimer. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, like 35 years later, John Frankenheimer gets hired to to make um, The Island of Dr. Moreau. One a of, fucking disaster of a film. One of the most interesting stories I will say I've ever read. So it's also extremely interesting that this movie was such a disaster. I, I've seen it, and I saw it so long ago. I saw it like two years ago because uh, I, I couldn't remember if I had seen it. I did. I had seen it, but yeah. Um, oh, shit. Oh, Jeff tested shit. positive for COVID. Ah, you're in okay. the clear, buddy. Yeah. You just well, got to forgive you. <laughs> we forgive you. We won't make you uh, right. I fucked up. I am the least real weirdo a hundred times on, on the, the blackboard. The chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like Bart Simpson stuff. Uh, Bart Simpson, exactly. We'll have like a, that'll be our intro <laughs> for the next episode is him. <laughs> just doing that. I never noticed for the guy. longest time that those intros changed a little bit here and there. Um, As a kid. Like, there were little details. Oh, oh, I thought you meant ours, and I was like, did they? No, no, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> In The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What else do you watch lately, bro? So, I went on to HBO, went through some of their series, and I'm re-watching a series called The Night Of, but... We'll talk about TV at another time. Movie-wise, I re-watched Barry Lyndon twice already since the podcast. Oh, my God. Dude. You watched it twice it's again? So, so another two times? It's so good. It's I don't know what hilarious. it is. Like, I just... It, like, hypnotizes me. I just sit there, and I just can't stop staring at the, like... I if just... you're wondering what Alex Bear is talking about, <laughs> listen to the Barry Lyndon episode, which just released. Yeah. But Quality film from Mr. Kubrick. I heard that that movie Old by M. Night Shyamalan was, like, terrible, which... Oh, my God. M. Night Shyamalan made a bad movie? I know, right? It kinda, I don't believe it. It kind of sucks because I, like... It was fun to hate on him for a little while because the fall was just so drastic and so strange and just so, like, bad. Yeah. That Now I'm, like, the taste is, like, uh, I'm just it's stale and I'm over it. Like, I wanted him to come back with a banger. Because that would make for a cool career, right? A guy who's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm just going to keep making movies. I haven't seen them, but apparently uh, Split and glass are pretty good people enjoyed those movies i haven't even seen unbreakable yet i haven't seen those either i do like james mcavoy as an actor atonement james mcavoy is fantastic atonement is yeah. one of my favorite movies it would be yeah, it fucking right? would be you've seen that movie so you you know uh no i've read the book oh which is hilarious that's even who's cooler. in that is that the keira knightley one keira knightley. In all those kind of movies yeah james and she's McAvoy. awesome too she's great uh, Sir Sharon. A huge crush on her own Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, right. I mean. Kira Knight. How do you spell Kira? There, there she is. Speaking of pirates, man. And can I just say, it's been a while since we've said this, but fuck Amber Heard. Um, <laughs> and it's continually disappointing that she's still in movies and Johnny Depp isn't. It doesn't make any sense. It, it points to a complete bonkers double standard. Where if you're an abuser and a woman, I guess it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. Has the situation been resolved? Like, is it 
cold, crystal clear, black and white now. The dust is settled, and like she was in the fault. Because I, yeah. I mean, I know that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's there's like video and auditory evidence, and it's like it's just. Oh, okay. So, Johnny Depp has a new film in pre-production. Let's see what this is. Let's see what this is. It's called Untitled Johnny Depp slash Louis the Fifteenth film. Plot kept under wraps. Director. My when, one word, one name. My when. It's a mononym. Okay. Known for directing some movies I've never heard of. I don't know. I do not know. But that's encouraging. I'm glad that he's gonna do something. I will say he's. I think he's probably a pretty self-destructive person and a raging alcoholic. But probably lots of cocaine as well. Yeah. Let's be real. I mean. He's treating his body pretty badly, and I think he needs to be sober. Oh, he needs to clean up for sure. Like his his behavior in terms of like spending and all that stuff was apparently out of control. This is not a uh, this is not a tabloid podcast. Yeah, we'll get past this pretty quick. But <laughs> but it is interesting to us because we like Johnny. I do very much, and like I don't know. I feel like yeah. <laughs> I feel like he did he he didn't he hasn't done anything that's like exceptionally terrible as far as acting goes as far as the craft of cinema goes right like um is there anything uh, that like you really don't like there's movies I don't like that he's in definitely okay. Transcendence is the, the most boringest thing ever I don't know if I ever um, saw that I don't that. know what happened with that uh there were some generally just like I did not like Tim Burton's Alice movies or Fuck movie yeah. and the uh the sequel was even worse. Willy Wonka was terrible too. I didn't Willy Wonka was that was fucking weird, but it's like a lot of the time I think it's down to direction because it's like if he's bad then the movie's bad too. Mm-hmm. Like the Lone Ranger was a big pile of crap. Oh yeah, Army Hammer. I think that he just struggled getting into like acting mode as opposed to performing mode. You know, like yeah. being a performer and it seems like the last few years he tried to get into that. He was in he's in these movies that I haven't seen, but that look interesting called City of Lies, Waiting for the Barbarians, Minamata. I need to like bite the bullet and sit down and watch these things. But they look like he's trying to do like serious roles. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see him transcend into that phase of his career. You know? Yeah, that would be cool. It's like you're not gonna be fucking the guy from Sleepy Hollow forever. You're old now. Yeah. I mean, the the facts of life, my friend. That's true. There was there is a thing with him where I feel like he was holding on a little bit to his, I guess his youth, if you want to call it that. You know, like exactly mm. what you're saying, right? Like the actors, they age, obviously in their personal and private lives, but they also age in their, you know, on screen lives and persona. And sometimes. Sometimes you can see them hold holding on a little too hard to certain personas of a bygone era or year, you know, when shit was good for them. And look at someone like Nicolas Cage, okay? The way Cage. he's... <laughs> the Cage? I, I knew he would come up in this discussion eventually, but because he's going to be in a not, movie right? that we're going to review soon. But mm. the way that... You mean he, the unbearable weight of massive talent, right? Is that, is that a movie? Oh yeah, in. you haven't seen this? No. Oh my god. Okay. You you're going to you're going to watch the trailer right now. Okay. And we're going to uh, we'll, we'll super cut back. Okay. And I'm going to go pee cuz that's where I'm at. Okay. Watch the trailer. 
looks interesting. Yeah, right? I'm going to be disappointed if that movie's not good. H Javier, I really like Javier Pena. I don't know who that is. I know Javier no, Bardem. Excuse me. Javier Pena is the name of a character he plays on a oh. television show. His name is Pedro Pascal. Oh, Pedro Pascal, yeah. He's fucking he was in a really interesting badass. little sci-fi movie that I can't remember the name of. Oh. That I saw the not one, too long ago. Is it the one with his son? It's the, it's the one with... um. It's him and like a little girl, I think. Let me look this up. But but that's that's a weird Cage movie though, right? Isn't doesn't that look interesting? Cage playing Cage as like a uh, a self-aware version of himself going on some weird adventure. It points to his level of self-awareness, I think, is the point. I don't know. Seeing movies like Pig and um, Mandy, not Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, Mandy especially. Not, Holy not shit. Not Jiu-Jitsu. But those not jujitsu. <laughs> oh don't watch that shit. <laughs> the other movies. Or do get I drunk mean, with your friends and watch jujitsu. It's fucking terrible. He leans it's amazingly into his, bad. He leans into his role fine, right? He's like the crazy old dad. <laughs> but he knows what kind of movie it is. Exactly. So he's just having fun. Yeah. And it's beautiful to see that. Relating this to my on-screen persona thing. What's not beautiful is watching someone like Johnny Depp cling on really hard to Captain Jack Sparrow. Or like Crybaby or any of the characters that he was when he was hot, sexy. Boy. Well, Disney has decided that he's no longer welcome in the Pirates of the Caribbean films. So there will be no Jack Sparrow. Why? Because he um, was too swashbuckling in real life? No, because because he was had allegations of abuse, I guess. Uh, they kicked him out of the, the that uh, fucking Harry Potter series, too. Well, you know what? Let's... Let's kick Orlando Bloom out while we're at it too, because he abused me with he did? his performances. So yeah, I think he's a terrible actor. You think he's bad? I do. He was a. It's funny. He had a very short period after Lord of the Rings of of being a leading man, right? I think yeah. the only like big one was Kingdom of Heaven, the Ridley Scott sort of sword and sandals epic. He was in Troy. In Troy, but he wasn't like the lead. No. Um, and yeah, I think that was it. Uh, there might've been some smaller movies after that, but he was, that was in one with Kirsten time Dunst, in the sun, hmm. a romantic drama movie about oh, a father. My favorite. Yeah. My favorite type of film about a father who had, or like a son who was like bringing his father's ashes home or some bullshit like that. And he meets some girl and yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I found the Pedro Pascal movie I was thinking about, though. It's called Prospect. Got it. I can't exactly remember it. They go to like a well. planet, though, right? That's supposed to be like a prospective new Earth. Is that it? Yeah. It's like a sci-fi. It's like they're they're there to like harvest minerals <laughs> or something. They're like, yeah. Like I don't Starcraft. Know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's like a father-daughter team and they meet some like pirates it's like it's obviously low budget sci-fi. It's obviously people wearing suits walking around in a forest on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's fine. That's that's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember it super well. I rated it a seven on IMDb, so it's not bad. <laughs> there you go. That's my rating. No, I enjoyed it. I seen. I saw it a couple years ago now. So and I see so much shit that it's hard to like remember it all the time. That movie looks interesting. Um, and Nicolas Cage is. A perfect example of aging well in his on-screen persona, right? Um, yeah, it had a rough few years there where it was, was just schlock. 
He was stealing he was the just... Constitution and, you know. <laughs> oh, people love those movies, oh, I, though. People I, love I those movies. Love those. I love the first one. I didn't see the second or third. I don't remember the, the, the sequels at all. If There's I only one sequel. Okay, I don't remember it. Yeah. But the first one I loved. I thought that it was a great, fun movie. Do you think it... Yeah, I don't... If I've seen it, I can't remember. I know I've seen it, but probably like I saw it when it came out or something. I did. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. I remember exactly who I saw it with. Do you think it successfully has that like mummy energy? Not you know? as much, but definitely. That is definitely the energy that it has. It's like we know we're making popcorn. Here. I remember the way that the night smelled when I saw that movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I saw it what with, the fuck? I saw it with Shelby and Megan McClarty and Tyler Christian. And right after we walked around the pavilions down the stairs of the Costa Canyon Shopping Center in Carlsbad, California. And... We walked through all the different aisles, and I remember it was the first time I had actually tried Nutella. So, yeah, I remember that movie very well. Jesus. Shout out to That's my friends so from middle school. hilariously specific. <laughs> yeah, if you're, we know you're big Real Weirdos fans. Yeah. <laughs> Alex's friends from middle school, do you still talk to any of them? I mean, yeah, Shelby and Megan, they were twins. They're both married now, have husbands. To each other? Oh, yeah, no, okay. that'd be hilarious. Move to Alabama. Tyler, I don't talk yeah, to as much anymore, but we were close friends. We lived next to each other. Well, Tyler, if you're out there, what's up, bro? Yeah. <laughs> what did it do? I hope it's life's treating you well. Yeah. Well, maybe we've rambled, 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 rambled. <laughs> maybe we've rambled enough for this small nonsense episode to be released. I liked it quite soon, probably. It was all centered around movies. Jeff Casino is released from his uh. His imprisonment and yeah. his responsibilities because apparently he tested positive for the COVIDs. Stay safe, um, everyone. Stay safe. And we'll be back soon to talk about The Crow. Alrighty. Much love. Peace, love, hand grenades. Go check out Wiener Dog Joe and Jam Horizon. Have a good night. Peace. Chicka chaka chapo. Now our podcast is done and we have to run. We know it is sad, but we had so much fun. Don't be bereft, Jesse, Alex, and Jeff. We'll be back real soon. The real weirdos. We talk about movies for way too goddamn long. Boop, 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 boop.